Do you own a service business? If so, you may want to pay attention. Do you remember why you started that business in the first place? All the time and financial freedom you were going to have with your family and friends? Then you ended up wearing so many different hats in your business and the thought around growing the business means more time at work, less time with family and friends, and more headaches with employees. If that's you, we have the solution. It's a simple formula that works and it starts with structuring your business in a simple way that makes everything else easier, finding and hiring the right people that actually help you grow the business, and helping you implement the key things to make your whole team more efficient and effective. This is the Pivot Ready Business System by Birdflow. We've helped hundreds of small service businesses grow and become highly successful. Elevate your opportunities, profits, and time freedom. Visit www.bergflow.com slash podcast to claim your free video to learn more. You're just minutes away from learning how to transform your service business in your life. Hey, what's up everybody out there? Welcome to the Under Pressure podcast, where we're going to talk about all things business and under pressure. So glad to have you with us uh, today. I've got Ben Brown. Um, he is a, a business owner, entrepreneur uh, in the Window Hero service. So we're so grateful that he can join us today. He's going to give us a little perspective on uh, kind of this new franchise, uh, diving into that. But let me tell you a little bit about Ben. Um, so Ben, you're, you live in Tennessee. You were born there. Um yeah, married, two boys, one girl. Is that right? That's correct. Yes, that that's enough to keep you busy. <laughs> and, uh, uh, ben loves spending time with his family. Uh, he, he sent me this list of all these sports and stuff that his kids are involved in that they love to do. Uh, the list was very long. It's got to be exhausting, but that sounds awesome. Uh, that you're really that into you know your family and and connecting it's so great that you're able to do that and, and it's very important so that I commend you for that um, involved in your community uh, which is always fantastic your church um, uh, and and so you started your career selling commercial playgrounds is that right yes correct awesome so t- tell me a little bit about that before we we get a little too far what's up with this commercial playground stuff what's going yeah, on with man. That? well i mean every um you know you think about beautification of a community and uh you know the life's lifestyle of a community and what does it revolve around parks you know yeah. where can you take your kids what can you go do outside that doesn't cost a lot of money and every every good neighborhood has a playground or a park that you remember growing up so park is where you know, kids can go, they can play on a soccer field, they can play on a baseball field, they can play on a playground, and you don't have any, you know, there's no judgment of the people there, you just go play. And yeah. so um, I was afforded the opportunity by uh, a buddy of mine I still communicate with, a mentor in a lot of ways that, um, you know, that offered me a position to help them scale their company and kind of take over the, um, you know, the overall sales as a, you know, fresh out of college kid who knew nothing about sales and, and, you know, business, except for, you know, thinking I knew more than I did know. And, um, man, it was a, it was a fun, uh, t- fun time. I did it for about, uh, 11 years and really enjoyed it. I've got a lot of really cool playgrounds out there. I have pictures on my wall that my kids have played on and, um, 
you know, I've gotten old enough to where there's playgrounds that I, I sold that are no longer there because they got old and dilapidated. So, you know, that's the, uh, that's the story of how uh, time can kill your career as well. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> a well, fun, that's uh, cool. It's a fun endeavor. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, you know, of course we pass parks all the time and, you know, I, I never really think about, I mean, obviously, you know, someone's going out there and they're putting that stuff up and building those, but as far as like selling those, that, that could yeah. be kind of fun. Uh, so t- tell me a, a little bit about, um, you said this was like right after college. So what, right. what was your, what'd you study? What, what'd you go to college for? Uh, depends on the year. Um, I started, <laughs> right. I started out wanting to fly airplanes and then I went into, um, a couple of other areas. Music was an area I wanted to kind of focus on and realize that I can't sing and I can't, uh, I can't tune things well. So, you know, can't play anything. Um, you know, so as a 18, 19 year old kid, you look around and going, what I really want to do. And so, um, you know, I've always been able to, you know, talk to people, have conversations and, um, you know, business is one of those things where I, you know, you feel like you can make an impact because you're having conversations with people, you're listening and understanding, you know, what they need and how you can, you know, solve some of their, some of their pains. And, um, and so, you know, business for me was something, yes, you don't have to have a degree to go into business as, you know, many people well know, but at the same time, um, you know, as a, as a young man, it afforded me the time to mature and grow up and, um, and kind of hopefully set myself up to understand more of the things that you, you know, are, are trying to learn throughout your life. And, um, so I ended up, uh, focusing on business. Nice. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I went to college and really didn't have a clue. I was like, I'm going to be an attorney. And, uh, you know, that was just something I thought would make money. And, um, and then I started looking at the price tag. I, I was I was set up as like pre-law, and then I was yeah. looking at the price tag on law school, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a right turn here and and focus on something a little, a little different. Uh, yeah, just not wanting to go in that kind of debt. So college can be such a you know, like you said, you you said it like 18, 19 year old, you're moving in. Like, do you really know what you want to do? I really wish they would focus more in school, like helping people kind of work towards like, what, what are you really interested in? So, um, so you did this for 11 years, uh, selling playgrounds, which is cool. Uh, and then what you moved into cyber security and software selling that, how'd you get involved in that? Yeah. I had some buddies who started a, um, a, a software company. So they sold insurance and they had this piece of software, but they were running their offices and they wanted someone to come in and, um, kind of build out a process behind, you know, the selling mechanism and onboarding. And, um, you know, it's all about churn meter and software. How can you keep people in your system every single day using it appropriately? Cause otherwise they're going to, they're going to bounce. Um, so I started off with a startup and it, it went really well, um, enjoyed it, but I wanted to grow within my career. Like I wanted to, you know, chase that carrot, keep moving up in the ranks. And it was a startup company. It's hard to do that. Like you just, there's so little overhead and, and so much, you know, you're, you're trying to keep the business afloat. Um, so I started my career moving into more of a security area and um, came on board with a couple other companies as I moved through my career and ended up with a, um, a large enterprise organization. And we sold to some of the, the top fortune 1,000, 100, 500 companies out there. And 
Um, I enjoyed it, but it was not something um, there, there were a few hurdles long-term that I was, you know, with inflation, COVID, all those things kind of happening that you just hit, you know, a, a lot of stops, a lot of bricks in the road kind of thing. And, and um, I got to a point where I was, I was tired of chasing that care. I was tired of chasing, wanting to move to that next level. Um, there's a lot of, you know, took a lot of things from it, you know, learned a lot, um, you know, had a lot of mentors, had a lot of good friends. I still keep in communication with, but um, you know, really enjoyed it, the the process behind it but it's a very it's a very convoluted world nowadays with the tech stack and companies i mean think about how many apps we have on our computer and our phone trying to get all those things to work together it's impossible in an enterprise unless you have the the processes and the right software and so i just was um fairly tired of it and ready to do something more local okay yeah no i, I... You know, and, and I'd like to land on that just for a moment. Um, you know, you're getting all these uh, sales skills and things like that. So I think, uh, you know, talking about the, there's so many people, they really feel like they get in something and they just kind of stick with it and they, they don't bother moving from it, especially if it's paying the bills and it's doing what it's supposed to do. Um And, and they're just going to kind of grind it out. You know, it's a slow death of, I've got to do this. It's totally fine. I'll just make it work. Um, and it sounds like you were in that position to some degree, but you chose to, to jump out of that, which is that scary? Was that like a, I mean, changing careers, I think nowadays, you know, there was a time where people, you know, they went to the factory and they, they spent their career, you know, 25, 30, 35, 40 years doing the exact same job um, and they retired and then they lived a slow death or whatever. Right. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Nowadays it seems. So tell me about your experience there, like going from one sales to another sales and then, and then jumping into kind of your own thing. But before we get into the franchise side of that, what is, I mean, how, how does your, your family respond to that? Your wife or what were your thoughts around that? Oh, there's a lot of thoughts. Um, <laughs> we want to hear them. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, going from a, you know, somewhat steady salary career, you know, you don't have to worry about your overhead, employees, the bottom line, PL, marketing, anything. You are, you have one goal. Your goal is to go and find your client, sell to them, get them onboarded, make your money, move on. It's hard. Don't run that. It's a very hard process. Um, sure. But moving from that and saying, hey, I want to start my own business. I want to go in debt. You know, we have an 18-month-old, so all this is in the same time frame. My wife started another job. She had a new opportunity come along, and she's in the, uh, the medical field, pharmacy world. And we took on a lot. And, yeah. you know, we're going to look back in five, seven years and go, it was worth it. Yeah. You know, it's a tough transition. It is it is a crazy transition um, to leave that security, you know, financially, mentally, physically, of knowing, hey, I can go out. I can always get a job. I can always work for people. You know, I I, I know what I bring to the table. But then to say, okay, I want to leave this 
behind and go impact my community, you know, do something that I know that I can do, which is, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to build a business. I've never done it before. Um, there's a lot of bumps in the road with it. Um, but using what I've learned to take that to a, you know, the, the blue collar world, man, it's scary. It's super scary. It still is. And there's a lot, there's a lot of conversation behind the scenes. That everyone knows about what their, their, you know, their spouses that happens. And why are we doing this? Yeah. You know, you, you've got to be able to answer that question. And that's, you know, the same process that I'm trying to sell to is why am I going to hire you? My wife and I have the same conversations. Why are we doing this? Why are we putting all this work in to only make X this year to only, yeah. you know, in five years, what's it look like? You know, you can make good money in other areas too. And like, you know, said work through that process and, and kind of build out a, um, you know, plan for the future because you're building an asset, you're building a company that has value to it. The risk and the reward go hand in hand, but you don't have any risk when you're an employee. Yeah. So yeah, it's scary, man. It's a, it is not something you just want to jump into. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that, that, that's a very good point. Um, and I, I appreciate you sharing that. Like, it that risk side of things like it's so and i say easy it's still like you you mentioned it is difficult going to work every day and you still have to perform and you still have your kpis or whatever it is you're you're trying to hit mm -hmm. uh, depending on your job um but as long as you're moving some kind of ball forward you're probably right. going to sit there and, and work now yeah is there a risk that whatever company you work for uh could go under sure i guess any business right. could technically uh close the doors or, or whatever that looks like but there's probably especially when you have the experience there's always something that you can Correct. go and pick up and do and get hired to do um but taking this step uh, out into this, uh, this new pool of I'm going to work for myself or I'm going to start something, uh, for myself. And like you say, 18 month old, you got two younger boys as well. Like, um, you know, that, that, I, you know, it's definitely scary. And I, I hear these stories, um, and, but I commend you for the risk side of this, right? Like that's a, that is something that a lot of people don't have in them, right? They don't have that, that ability to step out and take that kind of risk. Mm -hmm. So talking about that or thinking about that, um, what really inspired you to want to start your own thing? So you're, you're talking about like, yes, this is, you know, this is a challenge. There's these behind the scenes conversation with your spouse and all these things. What really motivated you? and inspired you to do that? Um, I mean, a lot of things, you know, my wife is always asking, Hey, when can we, you know, when you clean our house, when you clean our gutters, when you need our windows cleaned, um, we have a tree in the backyard that just fell this past week. Who do we, who do we call for that? And, you know, there was always a conversation and kind of, I had a buddy who's also an enterprise uh, software and we were kind of having a conversation. It's like, dude, think about a plumber. Like they go out, they do their work. It's great. You know, 
And when you build that, we know we know the plumbing companies, we know the HVAC companies that, that are, you know, the top of the top tier. But you don't know, you know like you may know a tree company, um, but for the most part, like most people don't know, a, you know, a window company or a pressure washing company or a gutter clean. Like they don't have someone that they know. It's more of a I'm just gonna look it up on Google. Yeah. And you know, the the overall mentality behind this is who's coming to your house and not to be judgmental by any means, but at the same time, I do have a wife and kids, you know, I do have a family here. I want to know the security behind who's coming to my house, who's coming inside my house. And, you know, I live in my area. That's my demographic. And, you know, there's, we play baseball, we play football with, you know, the same people. I want to know who's going to their house, you know, who do they trust? So the risk is, is based on kind of understanding your demographic. Um, you know, there's, you know, <laughs> there's a thousand, you know, pressure washing, power washing companies here in town. There's 500 window cleaning companies here in town. You know, the, they get the term, the chuck in a truck, the bucket Bob on the window cleaning side, like, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's a market for someone pulling a pressure washer off their truck, hooking them to a water hose and going at it with 2.5 gallons a minute and, you know, spending all day long doing a driveway. There's a market for that. Sure. Um, but there's not a true business that's lined and outlined in a way that um, that is, hey, you, you offer the pressure washing, the gutter cleaning, the gutter guards, the window cleaning. You offer a full service exterior cleaning company that you also are optimizing as a true business. It's it's the owner operator model, one guy, one truck. He may have a you know someone with him, um, or seasonal. So to me, the risk is based on opportunity, not jumping into a business. Um, you know, to to ten million, it's a ten billion dollar a year industry. There's opportunity there. Um, but in, in my world, the three kids with sports, with church, with community activities, I don't have time to, to do any of this stuff that I want to do. I'm not getting on my 32 foot roof and cleaning my gutters or installing new gutter guards. So who am I going to call? I'm, I'm going to call someone that I trust, someone that my neighbors trust. Yeah. And so I, you know, the risk and the opportunity allows me to mold and, and build a culture and a model surrounding a professional level of service. Nice, nice. So, how, just out of curiosity, so everyone, we we said it earlier, and we kind of obviously you you started this, and I think you said November, you kind of dove in, and November twenty two or twenty twenty two. You dove into this franchise window hero and 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 you launched march 1st of 2023 so how much time did you spend before like nailing this window hero down like that you knew that's what you wanted to do how how much if you had to put hours on it and guess or how much time did you spend doing the research around what franchise to go with and why a franchise? Why not just start right. something fresh with your own name and your own, you know, give us a little insight on that. Yeah. So 
Um, I mean, like anybody out there can go buy a pressure wash. You can go, you can buy the skid that I have on my truck. You can, you can design your own website. You can design your own marketing. You can do all this stuff that has been done for me. A franchise model is one of the, you know, not easiest forms, but one of the most um, outlined forms of wealth, you know, growing out there. You know, mm -hmm. there's a reason why franchise restaurants do better than non-franchise restaurants. Yeah. It's harder. Um, you know, people struggle because one, if you don't know your clients, you don't know your business, you don't know your um, your pricing. You know, you've got to know all these things and build it out. And that's what I spent my time trying to accomplish. But also utilizing Window Hero franchise, which you know they had they had ten to seventeen years of franchises in place. Um, they had a culture that focused on community, accountability, respect, um, you know, service, making sure that one, you're not just building out a company, you're building a culture within your employees and your community. And that's what sold me on window hero was the culture that they had in place at their home, at their home branch, you know, at the franchise itself. Um, you know, franchises, you have a support system that you can't hire. You can't hire. I can't hire a three-person, four-person, five-person marketing team that's going to manage my GMB, that's going to manage my Facebook, that is going to add pictures, that's going to manage my Google ads. I can't hire that. I can't hire an operations person that I can say, hey, here's what happens. You know, what do I do here? Or I can't talk to, you know, I can't call a competitor for the most part and say, hey, man, I had a question about this. What would you charge? Yeah. Um, that that family, essentially, that network is massive. It's it's a huge, um, huge ability for me as a new owner to, to dive into. Um, so the one of the franchise model for me was the right way to do it. There's a lot of people who say I can't you know, I can do this by myself. That's great. Your, your ramp is going to be a lot longer. It, yeah. It's going to happen. Um, but, you know, diving from leaving that world of, of, of software sales to jumping into this, a lot of thought. You know, I, I met them. I had dinner with them, stayed down for a couple of days, had conversations, continually had conversations, you know, talked to neighbors, friends, family, people all in my community, um, talked to, you know, talked to competitors, looked at what they're doing, drove around like, understanding what does my demographic look like yeah. so visualization is key if you don't visualize it but you just jump into it you miss things yeah so that's kind of where i started was just kind of taking a lot of time to sit down and really focus on what do i need to do to make this successful from day one not just start to start nice um so on the franchise, I mean, I've only interviewed one other like franchisee. He was in uh, like the lawn business. And right. um, so you're really new at this. 
and uh, on the franchise side. Um, talk about the the process. Uh, you you just mentioned a little bit of, of it, but specifically for those that are that are really weighing that, do I just go out and get the you know the trailer with the with the you know pumps and yeah. Uh, pressure washing and window cleaning equipment and start hiring or start doing it myself. Um, talk about your experience and how easy or how difficult or uh, how window hero specifically and that franchise experience made it simple for you. Yeah. I mean, the simplicity, the simplicity behind it was, was pretty easy. We had a, you know, a three week onboarding, essentially where we went for training for a week. We had a list of the equipment we need. It's not a requirement to have every X, Y, and Z, but Hey, here's some things that you're probably going to want to have. Um, you know, here's our dealers, here's our distributors, here's our, our partners that we work with. And, you know, for me, it's it allowed me to flip a switch. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, if you ask it, Hey, go buy a pressure washer, Okay. What, what are we going to do here? Like it's, it's kind of like wiring your house a lot of, or wiring a room, you know, for new lights. I can probably do it. It's going to take me a long time to figure out how all the wires go together, what I really need to have. Whereas, yeah, you're paying for it. You're paying for that distributor. And we use C3 skids out of Daytona for our equipment. You know, it's built, it's ready. It's right. It's exactly what I need going into it. Um, you know, and I know what I'm getting into and you get the support model there to talk to the, you know, the distributor to talk to the operations team, to talk to the ownership and other franchises and go, Hey, here's what I'm running into. What does it look like? How should I optimize the skid? How should I optimize my truck? What do I need to do better? And, you know, I've got another truck and another skid. I'm learning things from the conversations I've had, the use that I've had, to manipulate my second skid to make it more optimized based on what I'm trying to do. So, but the franchise itself has been extremely vital because they have guided me into here's how you start off the right way. Here's how the best practice, here's what we can do that if you follow this 90 day plan, if you follow these directions, there should be opportunities out there for you to have a good first year but set the stage. I mean, you can't have, you can do have a good first year if you're doing things yourself and you're, but if you have a team in place and you're managing a team, yeah, you're not going to make a ton of money. Um, but you're looking at this and setting the standard for repeat business and yeah. next year's business and everything else that goes into that. And so that's where we, that's where I look at it is I want to make sure that I'm um, utilizing that team to help me scale, grow, you know, have my conversations around the PL and my chart of accounts and everything else to make sure I can make money doing this, not just get services and, and render them. Nice. No, that's good. Um, this, this idea of, of having so much done for you, I, I really think that, you know, a lot of people, and, and I've talked to some just in general, like general conversation where people are like, well, you know, I don't want to give X amount of my profits away to a franchise. You know, I'd rather hold on to that. Um, for those that have that mentality, um, 
what what would you say as far as like the benefits of what you've gotten basically in this box package kind of like you're talking about and I'm 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 just using this term but you've been given this this phenomenal concept and all the knowledge of successful business right off the bat boom uh kind of more or less in this package that's accessible to you um would you say uh, for and, and I know you're you're still kind of kicking this off and new to this, but would you su- say or suggest to anyone else like do you think that giving that little percentage up to the franchise is well worth that kind of weight in gold, so to speak, uh, versus like okay, I'm going to hang on to this profit, but how much time and energy am I going to waste or spend or uh, right. throw away? having to find all this expertise that I got in this nice wrapped up package. Right. What are your thoughts around that? Oh, I mean, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to find and say, yes, I want to give up my percentages to, to someone else. Um, sure. I mean, if you've been in sales long enough, you get in what you put out time and effort equals production. You know, it should. You have to put the time and effort into it. You have to have full buy-in. And there's a lot of people out there who do it from the ground level. And guess what? After three, four years, they're killing it. Yeah. You know, that's great. That's a small percentage of people in the industry. And I, I mean, I feel like that I could have done that, but you're always going to have tough times on doing this, you know, the franchise model is not for everybody, but you know, as we talked about churn and software, the same churn exists in services organizations because people will say, "Oh, I, I know how to change. I know I'm going to start a roofing company. I'm going to do a gutter company. I'm going to do a pressure washing company. I'm going to start this company." Most companies fail because they get burnt out. They get tired. They get they don't have enough revenue. They don't have enough customers. You know you have to have that support system behind you because otherwise you burn out. Yeah. If you don't hit it, you know, the first couple of years, you, you know, you're going to burn out. That's it's what happens. And that's why you see so many in many of the service industry, you know, either go into debt trying to do it and then they can't get out of debt. Therefore, then they got to sell everything off. Um, but the franchise model allows you to, they said, have that support system. And it has to be the right franchise. I think, you know, sure. um, I looked at other service industries and I talked to other franchises, but, um, you know, for me with Window Hero, their culture was set in place and you could sense that they're, that's it. It, it was not just a writing on a wall, you know, and a, a slide in a PowerPoint. It was what was in place with the successful franchises within, you know, out of 25 that they had, you know, about half of them were, you know, generating over a million to a million and a half or more in revenue per year. And, um, yeah, that's a scalable company at that point. Yeah. Um, but you could see of every one of those franchises, they all had instituted the, the proper culture. You know, they just, they didn't just start it and go, Oh, I'm going to do it my way. And I'm going to be on a pressure washer all day. The culture was king for them. And that's 
that's my focus on what I'm trying to do with my team. I'm trying to institute a culture. I'm yeah. trying to find the right people, not just a pressure washer. I'm wanting someone who can come in, have a conversation. And it's kind of, a, as I mentioned, like, you know, sit down and have a glass of lemonade with my clients, you know, like I want people of the community, not just someone who can do work. Yeah. And that's, and that's where, I guess that's where the, that's what Winter Hero does. They, they build and help you build a culture of, you know, that you can present to your team. That's good. Culture is, is one of the things uh, with Burt Flow where I work, um, you know, we really, really emphasize a lot on culture because people don't realize a bad culture within your company can, can really destroy the company, can destroy business, you know, and, and having that uh, and instilling that right off the get-go, right from the beginning, building it out um, and, and being able to recognize, you know, if, if there's toxic, toxicity coming into that, who you're hiring, um, and, and, and then getting people bought in on that, that culture makes such a big difference because so many people that, you know, I'm, I'm talking to these businesses and they're like, man, I can't keep people in my company. Uh, you know, I, all my techs, they, they're here for a short while and then they're taking off and doing whatever. Like, well, take a look at your people, take a look at your culture. What, you know, are, are you just, are you just hiring because they got a pulse and they can, you know, they've got working hands or are you actually, you know, going out and finding quality, good quality people who will bought into your vision, to your mission, to your, you know, all of these things that you have set up that because everyone wants opportunity, right? We all want opportunity right. and we all want to be a part of a culture that is doing something great that, that we can buy into, that we can be a part of. Um, and, you know, it sounds like that that's very important to you. Um, so talk, talk a little bit more about culture. What are you doing? Um, to help like right from the get go as you're starting off here, which was just in March. Um, how, how are you approaching this idea of culture? Um, I mean, at times not very well. Yeah, this <laughs> is, <laughs> I mean, th this is not something that, um, you know, it's just a one day kind of thing. And, and I know that, um, yeah. you know, it's a very stressful time and within the company, family, team, organization, everything, like just everything together, it just makes it very, you know, busy and difficult and scheduling. And, you know, tell we, we've got rain today. That makes things very interesting because now <laughs> you're moving work around, but, um, you know, I, I've really focused in on trying to hire, from referrals okay. um you know asking my centers of influence my community who do you know that may not want to go to college that wants job security that enjoys being outside that has a a willingness to work hard who also wants growth you know um everyone presents growth and, you know, new opportunity. Oh, there's levels to grow here. You know, 
but I think that I try to present it in a way that from the get go, they understand there are real levels of growth here. I do need someone to help me run operations and, you know, eventually a sales team and eventually other companies. Um, but I remember when I was like at 23 years old, you know, <laughs> yeah, sounds good, man. Uh, uh, I'm, I need to be off by five with my guys to go out tonight. So, you know, I mean, as a business owner, you know, I can't, I can't be out there till six o'clock finalizing job. I can be, it's going to hurt me personally more than professionally. For me, it's a balance. Um, culture's culture's hard, you know. I, I I've you know this week I've had two guys that were supposed to come out and you know give a trial run for a couple hours. One left after two hours. One didn't show up at all. Right. And you know, you can either dwell on that and get frustrated by that, or you can, as I kind of tell my boys, have some grit get back on the horse, try to find somebody else. It's a percentage game. You're not going to make every sale. You're not going to hire the right person every single time, but your process should never change. If you're doing the right thing, your process should never change. So um, I focus on being with my team, letting them know I'm willing to do anything to make you guys successful. I'm out here with you. I want to make sure that you guys are having fun doing this. You want to show up to work. Um, but I'm also your boss. <laughs> so finding that balance of boss, owner, and, you know, employee, there's a dividing line. And sometimes yeah. you hit it and it's not great. And But you have to have those, the culture, the hierarchy, and the expectations in place to have a team that's willing to do the things they need to do and show up and, and work hard and be detailed like I expect them to be. So long, long winded way to say I'm not great at it yet, but <laughs> um, you know, you have to become that people leader, yeah. not a, not, you know, a pressure washer. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Kind of implementing that care and candor, uh, a little bit of both with your with your staff, with your employees and and knowing like I, I've got to care about you guys. I want to care about you guys. I want you guys to care about. Uh, and when I say guys, I mean, guys, gals, but your team, letting them know like, yeah, I care about you. I want you to care about the company and the business and moving forward and and then being able to implement a little candor when you're coming in and having to be the boss and say, okay, mm -hmm. well, we, we messed this up. Uh, but doing that in a way that, that isn't just like, okay, yeah, I'm just your boss. Yes, I am your boss, but um, we're in this together uh, right. because for you, you know, and, and this goes without saying for almost any business, unless you're going to be the Chuck in the truck where it's just you and you're the only one doing it. Um, your business isn't, going to fly without employees like right. most other businesses. So uh, finding that balance and, and, and it sounds like you're, you know, you're, you're working pretty hard towards that. And, and that's, that's a, a big learning curve. I have no doubt that's, that's starting to, 
to really kind of hit you upside the head and, and make you realize like, this is a, this is a, you know, it's never going to be simple. Right. Uh, or, you know, actually we have a saying at Birdflow and it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. Right. So the process itself is simple, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy, uh, you know, to lead teams and to, you know, to grow and to scale and to do all these things that businesses have to do to thrive. Um, so, yeah, I've, I, it's going to be exciting to see see you kind of moving forward and growing and doing all the things that I'm pretty excited for you. Um, so talking all of that and, you know, the newness of all of this, um, I, I, I'm going to have you, I, I, in the future, I want to have you back on like later on down the road and, and hear some of these things. I, I do want to talk a little bit real quick about, what are your thoughts? So that, you know, we just mentioned chucking a truck. Um, one of the things that we try to instill in people, and I know that just by talking to you a little bit before we did this and we started this, you're already trying to implement this concept of this idea of actually being a business owner, because people believe you start a business that you're a business owner and Kind of, sort of, but I think what people miss sometimes is, did you just create a job for yourself so you're self-employed or are you a business owner? Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts around just that concept? You, you have to set the expectations for yourself as you set the expectations for your team. Um. You know, and I've missed my expectations at times because, um, you know, I like to be part of a team. You know, I feel bad for my guys working in the rain. Um, you know, the business owner is solely focused on making sure the business keeps on doing this, not, you know, down up you you've got to make sure that the company continues to evolve and grow um so i mean starting out you know hiring was very tough i was not finding anybody i just had to hire somebody eventually he actually had some experience on window cleaning it made my job a little bit easier yeah. um that's great made my job so much easier because of, of his experience. Um, but then he wanted to move back into high rise window cleaning and not pressure washing. So I was back in square one. Who do I hire? Went back through my network, continually looking for somebody that could come on board. Um, I've got a, had a great employee. Great. He's still with me right now. Um, came from the coffee shop world, believe it or not. You know, no experience doing this. So where does that put me back? Back on a truck, back <laughs> working, not yeah. not being the business owner. I'm, I am an employee facilitating jobs. Right. And, you know, you're always going to have those steps. You're always going to have those things there. Um, you know, financially, it was not a, I couldn't go pay someone a salary, go do with all the stuff that I'm doing. Um, 
but I, I know sales. So for me, I put my marketing skills, my sales skills, what I know about my client profile, all those things put in place to start generating more revenue to keep a one person, one truck team operating. And then hopefully getting to a two person team for one truck and then hopefully getting to a four person, two truck team. Like I said, we're not there yet. We have two <laughs> trucks. We don't have four people. Yeah. So I'm still back on the jobs on occasion, but you have to be, like I said, we're five, six months into service. I don't expect my team to know how to complete a commercial job the right way. Yeah. Heck man, I don't know how to do it the right way yet. <laughs> um, but that's where we put it in place is you, I'm, you, you can't expect to be an owner and hands off because if you do that, what's going to happen? Your guys don't have the buy-in because the culture is not instituted because you're hiring people that don't understand the culture yet. You have to, you know, we talked about, you know, you can't give, you can't gain respect to give respect. That's, you have to have that ability to show them I'm out here willing to do it with you. I'm going to show you how to do it the right way. I'm going to give you the right tools to do it the right way. That's the owner model. It's finding that balance right now. And I'm not, yeah. like I said, I'm not great at it, but at the same time, I mean, we completed a commercial job yesterday that was probably too big for us, but guess what? We got it done. The customer was happy. They're giving us more opportunities. They're a big property management company and they're excited to have someone they can trust who, who is not perfect. Yeah. but he's willing to get the work done and do it the right way. Nice. So, yeah, you're hitting it on the head, man. And and that's, that's the idea too. Like, it, you know, so many people starting out regardless, you're going to have to work in the business. Um, and, and that's something I think a lot of people have this and, and I'm, I'm just as guilty. Uh, you know, I picture in my mind, like I'm going to start a business and I'm going to be sipping my ties on the beach, uh, while everybody works for me, like, bam, it's just going to, that's how it works. Well, that's, that's not reality. And, and for a while, the reality is you are self-employed, right? Um, yes, it's your business, but you're self-employed. You've created the job for yourself until you can build that up. Like you said, like building that culture, building the people, and then it becomes, you know, now. I can move into and start working more right. on the business now that the culture's set, now that I've developed leaders within the company who can take this to the next level with my help and with my vision, uh, casting that in front of them and, and, and hitting the ground running. So, right. um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's awesome. Um, so we'll, we'll wrap this up. I always ask, uh, everyone kind of, uh, a couple questions to, to, to wrap things up. So one of them being the first, like if you had to say like one thing you should do that you've learned from like November to, to now, uh, through this process, if there was something that you can say, do this, you should do this. Um, when you're starting out a business early on, whether it's a franchise or whatever that looks like, what what what's something that just that should do that you sh you would you would tell someone taking at taking that leap like you did? 
Um, just the one, huh? So, um, well, yeah, yeah you I can say more than one, but <laughs> you know, for me, you know, I look at things, how do we impact a community? If you're not part of the community, why is someone going to hire you? Um, you can go around driving through towns and go, they've got a million dollar house. I'm sure they can afford it. I'm going to go knock on their door. You're going to have a lot of notice to it. But if you're not part of your community, people want to work with people in their community. Not necessarily you have to be living in that community, but how are you benefiting the community? We talked about the playgrounds earlier. People move to a community because there's, there's parks there. Yeah. They have things for the kids to do. There's a church, there's a school locally. Like they're moving for kids. What what are we what are you doing? Like I have a giveaway right now, a contest that's um within my my demographic area, my kind of my territory, that is giving away up to three thousand dollars of services, window cleaning or pressure washing. And the only ask is that parents of the teachers of the school go on and fill out a form just saying they're signing up to give me their information. There's no, there's no requirement. They're not, you know, they're looking and saying, Hey, my kid's school needs to be cleaned. My school board is not doing this, not because they don't want to, they don't have the funds to do so. And so our give back to the school and we can't do it to 10 schools, but we're doing it to two is giving away, cleaning their sidewalks, cleaning a, a patio area, cleaning their windows, a, a pain that they cannot do themselves. Yeah. Um, we did it during spring break last year. We went and cleaned five schools' windows. So when kids came back from spring break, they came back to nice, clean schools. Nice. Give back to your community. That will go a lot longer, a lot further for you in a business model than someone who's just Hey, use me because I have a pressure washer and my cost is lower. Don't focus on price. I mean, that's one thing my career afforded me was sell on pain. Don't sell on price. Yeah. Awesome. No, it's great advice. Like, and I've, I've heard something very similar is along that community side, like look to do things for your community and really be involved and get yourself seen and out there, not just for the business side of things, um, just to be a great human being, and, right? And 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 I mean, yes, there's going to be benefits to that, uh, and that's natural. But um, you know, people appreciate seeing that, so that's that's great. Now we'll we'll get into the should avoid. <laughs> so <laughs> at least one thing or or two that like as early as possible avoid this. Um, avoid doing jobs that take away from the focus of the company. We always want to do something because we need the money, but you, you go down a rabbit hole and you find yourself not making money, taking on a job that doesn't pay well or has too many expectations. It doubles your time, doubles your cost of goods, doubles everything that you have. And 
it doesn't get you where you want to go because ultimately people sometimes are just not happy with unless they get everything that they want that's above and beyond and um but i think that you know avoid avoid what you cannot control It's nice. a very broad way to say, but that's well, the only thing I can really think of is just, you know, if you cannot control it, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. I, I actually, no one's said that before. And I, I, I can appreciate that. That's, uh, that's some, some wisdom. Um, you know, so many are just going to grasp at every little thing that they can get any job that comes their way. Um, and not that you can't get creative and learn right. how to do things that may not be 100% your wheelhouse, but yeah, I like the way that you're putting that as, Hey, if this, <laughs> you know, if you're not, if this isn't profitable for you to do this job whatsoever, if there's, you're not making anything this because you're, you're busting your butt just to get the customer, then, you know, you're, you're kind of spinning your wheels. You're just wasting your time. So that, right. that's, uh, that's great advice. That's great advice. Ben, thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I know it's taking time. You're you're a new entrepreneur. Uh, you're out there, you know, kicking butt and, and um, working hard. And I, I just really want to stress the fact that you're not just coming on like it's not just for me. Like this whole show and, and what we're doing here is for all of these listeners out here who, um, you know, they're trying to get advice. They're they're reaching, they're grasping, they're they're wanting to hear, they're wanting to learn. And I feel like we can all learn from one another. And clearly, like, there are plenty of people out there that are going to learn a lot of golden nuggets that you've kind of thrown at them today, which is is fantastic. So thank you so much for your time. Um, and and I don't, it's not something that I take lightly. So um, no, thanks, John. It's fun, man. And, yeah. And, and I, like I said, later down the road, I want to have you back on because we want to, uh, you know, I want to talk more about some of this uh, and, and how things have progressed and, and even more lessons that you could throw at, at people out there that who, who want to learn and listen. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a blast. Um, everyone out there listening, uh, Ben, t tell them how they can get in touch with you. Like, because you're in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yes, sir. Uh, window heat row every, everybody should know that but if you're out there and you're listening and you're in that area and you're like man uh you know ben obviously is a phenomenal dude and he's he's really uh looking out for his community and he hey you want his business where can they find you ben yeah so they can email us at ben brown ben dot brown at windowhero.com awesome Awesome. So if you guys need some someone to, to do some work for you, please contact him if you're in that area and he can help you out. I know he would love to do it and he's obviously going to do a great job. So Ben, thank you so much. And for everyone out there listening, thank you all for listening in. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, tell people about it. And uh, we look forward to, to talking to you again this next week. Where we're going to Under Pressure podcast. We're talking about everything business and under pressure. Have a great day.